0: It's Tuesdays with Aaron. Here's Jason Wildy with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers on ESPN Wisconsin. It is the Aaron Rodgers show, Tuesdays with Aaron, with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I'd say he's joining us from parts unknown, but we know where he is because he's got the Pebble Beach Pro-Am this weekend. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I uh, liked your conversation before you brought me
0: on there. Well, thanks for tuning in. That's the only time you listen to us. Um, did,
1: did, did, I wasn't we, really we, tuning in. I, uh, I, <laughs> I was just waiting on the line there.
0: <laughs> um, were you detained by Bill Murray? Do you have any good stories from the pro am already that uh, would explain your lateness?
1: No, I was delayed getting out of New York, and I'm actually not uh, not even up there yet.
0: No, you're you're en route.
1: Uh I I will be en route.
0: Okay. Some point yes. Alright. Well we're we're glad you're home safe and sound. We have a lot of questions for you. I thought since it's the season finale we would give as many ask Aaron questions as we could. I know you enjoy those. But oh, I do yeah. want to talk I, I do want to talk about your weekend in New York. Uh you've done a lot since we last talked to you. A lot has happened. Uh let's start with what I would think lots, for you. lots has happened, yes. Yes. Uh The coolest thing that I would think in your mind happened, and that would be receiving the Bart Starr Award in New York on Friday. How was that, and what does that mean to you, given not only the person the award is named for, but the person who presents it, a guy that obviously you have a close relationship with?
1: Yeah, that for me was definitely the highlight of the weekend, uh, getting to see Bart and Cherry. Um, Also got to see Brent Jones, who was uh, a guy I really enjoyed watching play as a 49er growing up. Uh, and Brent does a lot with the young life, which, uh, I've been heavily involved with since, uh, I was in high school. So it was fun to meet, uh, to meet Brent finally. Anthony Munoz was sitting next to me. Uh, Jim Cavisa was there. They talked about, uh, a new movie that's coming out with him about the, uh, De La Salle football coach and all they accomplished there. But, but obviously the, the biggest thrill for me was getting to see Bart, uh, and his wife. And, um, Bart is just such a, such a class individual. Uh, you know, I, I was really honored to receive that award and, and to be able to spend some time with him. He looked great. It was fun to get to chat with him and uh, just listen to him uh, him talk. He's such a man of wisdom, and uh, I was just really honored to receive that award and excited to see some uh, some people I look up to and some peers as well. Drew Brees was there. Anthony Munoz, like I said, was sitting next to me. Um, there were some great people. Uh, Great men and women in that room, and
0: it was fun for me. You also, uh, during your time in New York, you were at the NFL Honors, and you won the player Play of the Year with Randall. You accepted it from Steve Young, and then you went and presented the MVP award with Joe Montana. I know you've spent time with both of those childhood hero quarterbacks of yours before, but that must have been something that was a highlight of the weekend as well.
1: Oh, for sure. Now, Steve, I I believe, was supposed to say Randall's name as well. Uh, It was a little confusing, I think, uh, for both of us because uh, that play wouldn't have been possible uh, without Randall. And I'm getting paid to say this here, but John Kuhn as well uh, was a big part of that play. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, that was fun to be able to to be up there with Steve and Colin and then uh, obviously with Joe. Uh, presenting Peyton his uh, incredible uh, fifth MVP award was uh, was definitely fun for me. Andy Samberg uh, was sitting uh, close to me as well uh, during that uh, that time. Uh, I don't know if, if this was even caught on film, but uh, there was a seat filler next to me, uh, and I I told him, "Hey, you know, if we win this award, just stand up and act like we're good buddies here." Uh, I'm going to give you a little handshake. So sure. he was all for it, although they got a little nervous. I think when I actually did win, uh, but that was uh, that was a funny a funny part because if you if you come by yourself, they they put uh, just a random random person next to you. So that was uh, that was fun
0: and uh, so, got the plot. So, so that guy was just a professional seat filler. Yeah. I don't know about professional, but, yeah, he was a CBC coach. Uh, so, so you accept award from Bart Starr. You share the stage with Steve Young and Joe Montana. You present, And Randall not, Cobb. Randall Cobb. And, and, and Randall Cobb. Yes, I was going on the quarterback angle, but uh, he's a former quarterback, so we can include him. And then you also present an award to Peyton Manning, or at least to his father and his son, because he was obviously unav- unavailable. What does Aaron Rodgers have to do? And do you allow yourself to think about the possibility of people talking about you someday the way they talk about those guys? what do you you know you think about the championships that star and Montana have won you know young has a championship you have a championship, but how do you what what do you have to do and what does the team have to do to go from where you are now to to kind of the the level that that those guys are at?
1: Well, we have to raise our level of play, obviously we need to win uh, some more championships. And... Uh, the fun thing when you're around uh, that environment is you get to uh to kind of rub elbows with some pretty successful people whether it's people in uh in business uh or it's people in your sport or other sports uh you know it's always fun to to just be around people like that and hear them talk um I got to be around uh, Peter Gruber, who's the uh owner of the uh, warriors and also the dodgers part owner and uh yeah, I enjoyed uh, having a conversation with him about uh, what success looks like, um, how to achieve a level of success, and how to consistently stay at that level. And uh, I think that's going to be our biggest task, is to uh, get refocused this year on what's really important, uh, come together, make the necessary sacrifices as a team uh, to to achieve the goal that uh, we all want, and that's to be playing, not attending uh, the Super Bowl. So. Uh, it's going to be an exciting off-season. This is uh, one of the more exciting uh, days, really. You know, yesterday is Monday because it's it's kind of the start of a new season. Uh, the Seahawks are the champs, and uh, now everybody's back on the same level playing field. And it's it's about uh, what are you going to do from now until the beginning of training camp or the beginning of the regular season to get yourself ready to make the kind of run we want to make, and that's how you get remembered as a legend in this game, and, and that's, I think, what we all want.
0: You did a few other things while you were in New York. You recited the Declaration of Independence, or a portion of it, on the Fox pregame with Clay Matthews. You appeared on Jimmy Fallon. You returned to Twitter, which I'm sure your old friend Tom Crabtree is thrilled to have you back. Uh, what else <laughs> did you do? Anything I missed there on the list?
1: Well, the, uh, the Declaration was filmed actually in Green Bay with, uh, okay. with Clay. We did that uh, toward the end of the season. That was a fun thing if you're a patriotic person like I am. Uh, that's fun to uh, to read that and to think about the significance of that document and I enjoyed that. Uh, Fallon was great, a lot of fun with that. He's so so talented. I think uh, he's gonna do an incredible job taking over for for Leno on that late night. Uh, you know, he brings a different uh, set of skills to the late night uh, with his singing ability and his uh, comedy. And it's uh, SNL-type sketches, so that's exciting. Uh, what else? Had a couple good meals in different places. Uh, so you went to the game? Yes, I did. Yeah, I got to meet, uh, as if you follow me on Twitter, I got to meet Taylor Hawkins from... Uh,
0: Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters.
1: Uh, yeah. Now, I will address this now for anybody listening who does follow me. After I put up that he's the greatest drummer of all time, there are a lot of people who said that he's not even the greatest drummer in his own band. (laughs) And uh, I I do want to say that that Dave Grohl is an incredible drummer, and he may be the GOAT. Uh, And if he is, then I'm going to put Taylor second. There's a lot of other great nominations, but uh, that's the great thing about Twitter is everybody has their own opinion. Um, But that was definitely a highlight for me being a fan of the band, and I know Krabby was very jealous but I got to give him credit. Uh, I was at a loss of words at times yesterday in uh, in trying to make comebacks to his tweets. And anybody who followed the, the back and forth that we had, uh, although I got a couple tweets that I won that, I think it was pretty obvious that uh, that he took the championship uh, on day one of our Twitter battle.
0: Well, you you certainly have a mastery of Google Images. It would appear. Um, hey, stay in your lane. Um, one other thing about staying for the game that I want to ask you about is what is that like as a competitor to watch having played in the game do, are, are, do you enjoy it? Are you sitting there thinking about what your team needs to like you mentioned earlier, what your team needs to do to get back there what what's the feeling as you're sitting there or are you are you not watching the game all that closely? Just what's it like for you to watch a Super Bowl in person?
1: I find the most interesting thing for me is to just listen. Uh, I am obviously didn't have a really an interest in the game other than uh, enjoying the fact that uh, Marshawn and Brandon Meebane, who I played with at Cal were in the game and, and both made significant plays uh, in the game. But uh, So I find it interesting to just listen to people on what they say and how they watch the game uh, what their perspective is because uh, I, I obviously look at the game a little bit differently I think than the, than the common fan and uh, it's interesting to see how you know armchair quarterbacks or just casual fans watch the game, the things that they talk about and, and watch, uh, and then you know kind of compare that to what I'm thinking about when I'm watching the game. And, and uh, yeah, I'm a fan of a fan of sports, so it is a fun event to be around. It's exciting; it increases your resolve to want to get back there. But uh, you have to have an appreciation because uh, we've been there and we've won on that stage.
0: A couple of work-related questions for you, and then we'll get to the Ask Aaron questions. First of all, obviously the biggest news since we last talked to you. Ben McAdoo, your former, now, quarterbacks coach, is the new offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. I think all of us have reported, even though Mike McCarthy has not officially announced it, that Alex Van Pelt is your new quarterbacks coach. Your thoughts on the change there and what that transition will be like. The last time we talked to you, you knew Ben was going on some interviews, but he had not yet departed.
1: Yeah, I'm really happy for Ben. Ben is an excellent coach. Uh, it was fun to, uh, to spend a couple of years with him, uh, you know, just becoming good friends and, uh, watching him grow as a coach. I always appreciated the way that he got us prepared and that he listened and was open to, uh, to some things that I like to do during the day or, or at practice. You know, he really, I think got a lot better as a coach, uh, the, the thing that separates Ben uh, is that his, his work ethic is uh, incredible. I mean, he really cares about his task, uh, his job. Uh, he's uh, dedicated. He's very disciplined. And uh, he has a strong desire to be a great coach in this league. You have to appreciate that when you're around him. Uh, you, just, you you can't help but feel that uh, the guy really cares about his job and cares about his players. So. That's what the Giants are going to get. A lot of people in New York are asking me about it, and uh, that's what I was echoing to them, that he is uh, a hardworking coach who's going to get the most out of his players. And I'm very happy for Ben. Proud of him. I'll miss him. I'll miss his friendship. But uh, I know we'll keep in touch. But as far as Alex is concerned, uh, him and I have been uh, good buddies uh, from his first eight year. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and I are friends in the league, and Ryan got to play for Alex from the start, said nothing but good things about him. Alex gets the uh, gets the the game. He played the position, and uh, if he's the guy, I know that it's going to be a real smooth transition, and and we would have a lot of fun together.
0: That's not the only staff change. Kevin Green has stepped away from his position. Uh, the Green Bay Press Gazette reporting that Chad Morton will not be back. Uh, Kevin Green, obviously a very energetic coach. I think all of us will always remember it is time in the Super Bowl. How much does it hurt your team not to have Kevin Green on the coaching staff anymore?
1: Well, you know, Kevin is a unique uh, unique guy. He's just uh, the kind of coach you love having on staff because he brings so much energy to it and passion. Uh, Him and I always had a a great relationship of uh, jokes and imitations uh, back and forth. And always appreciate his passion for the game. Uh, You know, he's he's a phenomenal coach. The one thing I will say, given this opportunity is my show, uh, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I was at the honors, and they introduced the Hall of Fame members who are all very uh, worthy uh, to be inducted. I don't think any of those guys, uh, you know, doesn't deserve to be there. But I think that Kevin Green uh, needs to get the – Uh, to get a a jacket and and should be in the Hall of Fame. His uh, stats speak for themselves, and I hope that happens uh, next year.
0: You said you were at the Super Bowl and you actually watched the game. While you weren't listening to people around you, you obviously saw the Seattle defense. You saw them live and in person last year in the game in Seattle that you like to say you won. Um, When you look at that defense, do you feel like you guys, meaning the Packers, Uh, need to play at that level that the Seahawks play at in order to win another title? Do you guys have to get better defensively as well as offensively to get to where you want to be?
1: Well, with all due respect, I don't think it's possible to play at that kind of level for uh, many other teams in this league, uh, if any. Uh, That's a talented group that uh, is one of the top. that's been around the league for a long time. So. I don't think that should be our goal. I think uh, we do need to improve on both sides of the ball, but uh, that team has a unique mixture of uh, secondary talent that's uh, as good a group in the league as you can see and then a front seven that really plays well together. So uh, should be maybe the standard we're going for, but it, it might be a little unrealistic to think of uh, any defense being as good as that for a couple of years.
0: Two more things. One, um, I remember when Ryan Longwell was at your practice and training camp, and he was telling us on the sideline, Rob Domofsky and I and a couple other guys, about the practices in Seattle, and there's music, and there's ones versus ones, and there's a real environment of positivity. Is that When you look at the environment that you guys have in Green Bay, do you feel good about it, or are there some areas where that could improve as well? I understand it's a copycat league. I'm not saying you should be exactly like Pete Carroll runs his team. I'm just That was something that got a lot of attention throughout the week.
1: Well, I know Pete doesn't have those guys in pads uh, ever, I don't believe. Uh, that's that's an interesting thought. That uh, You know, in this league where a lot of people have talked about injuries being related to the lack. Time uh, in the off season and the, and the lack of pads during the week. Uh, Pete rarely has his guys pad, so that's an interesting thought. Uh We do. We did bring some music to practice this year, which I think was was fun. Brought some energy to it. Uh, Matt Klein probably needs to improve his DJ skills a little bit because the uh, music at times was. Uh, let's just say it, it wasn't uh, at the level that we we had to. Uh, at our show, uh, you know, set the kind of standards we set with our '90s music. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I think there's always there's always things that we're going to tweak and, and work on. But I like uh, I like what we're doing. We just need to do it a little bit better.
0: And finally, uh, JerMichael Finley worked the uh, radio row at the Super Bowl. You said you know you obviously filmed what you did with Clay. I saw he was at the Super Bowl for a few days. You guys went through a lot of injuries including yours, um, when you look going forward, is, do, you, do you hold out hope that your luck will change, or is there something else that needs to be done uh, more than just getting lucky to, to hopefully reduce the injury issue? And as a separate question, you know, are you hopeful that your Michael's going to be able to regain playing in the NFL? Injuries uh, that you
1: can prevent, uh, to me it's, it's a lot about what you do in the off season. So, the off season is dedicated to, uh, to really getting myself in, in uh, very good shape, and I'm excited about that. There, there's some injuries you just can't uh, you, know, you can't you can't avoid. They're going to happen. Uh, we'd like to get a little luckier uh, next year, as far as that goes. But uh, there's some you just you can't prevent. Uh, it's a collision sport. As far as uh, J. Mike is concerned. Uh, I, like anybody who follows him on Twitter, has been tracking his, his progress, and it's exciting to uh, see his prog- progress. He's a, uh, a unique talent. I mean, the guy is uh, supremely talented, and uh, I love spending time with him, getting to be, become better friends with him, uh, spending time on Saturday nights going through game plans, talking about uh, what he likes uh, uh, for the next day as far as route running. That was always a fun conversation, that I enjoyed uh, Enjoy our time together, and I hope that uh, that the, whether it's with us or with a, with another team, that he's going to be able to continue his career because uh, uh, the NFL is, is more exciting with him in it. And uh, you know, it'd be great to have him back.
0: Time for the final installment of Ask Aaron. We got a lot of questions with the hashtag Ask Aaron. I will try and get to as many as we can. You ready? I'm ready. I hope they're good ones. Uh, I think some are really good. Some I don't know how you'll feel. Uh, the first one goes to Nathan. Will you be at the Jordy Nelson softball game, and how many home runs can we expect?
1: What is the date on that? If I don't have after, that answer, but I can look uh, that it, up for you. I can tell you, if it's after the uh, the day that we're uh, released from OTAs, then I can tell you, it probably won't happen. But uh, that is something I really enjoy looking forward to when, uh, when Brett did it, and Donald, and now Jordy. Uh, usually, I think I'm, i my average probably two home runs every time. So I'm gonna I try and keep up with my average. I have to coax some of the young guys, whoever's pitching, to give me, uh, you know, a little uh, lower of a loft there, which are a little easier to hit out. So,
0: a little flatter. Uh,
1: if I get that, yeah. If I get that done, then uh, yeah, I'll probably hit a couple.
0: June eighth, two thousand fourteen. So put that on your calendar.
1: Yes, yeah, I. Uh... I will give a tentative uh, yes that I may be able to attend if it is right with my schedule, possibly maybe.
0: (laughs) Emily asks, Aaron, I've got my second baby due in June. I would like any suggestions you could possibly give on names. Also, thank you for your support of the MAC Fund.
1: On names?
0: Uh, Yeah, you know. Uh,
1: Something exciting. Maybe after some sort of... uh... No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to to leave that up to you. That's a a difficult question. Names are very important. I don't want to say something and then then have that person name that kid after that, and then the kid uh, has has some issues down the line because of names. I will say this. I think it's important. I don't have kids, but I'm just guessing. Uh, I think it's important to think about all the mean nicknames that could be said about your kid, based on their name, before you give them their name, because that uh, can be uh, a difficult thing as you go through late elementary and junior, high, uh, and when the when the teasing begins. So make sure you don't give your kid a name where there's going to be some really mean nicknames.
0: Did did your name have any mean nicknames attached to it? Uh, I didn't get a whole lot of mean nicknames until high school. What were those?
1: That's maybe for next year. Okay.
0: Well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make of course, a note they of it. They weren't
1: that. They weren't that mean. I mean, you can't really make fun of the, uh, the the brother of Moses too much. I mean, come on, he was a staff there. He was kind of a kind of a kind of a bad
0: so. <laughs> uh, Jim says, "Where did you get your jacket you wore on the Fallon show? It looks tight." I don't know if he means ill-fitting or really cool, though. I
1: hope, it, I hope he means uh, really cool. Uh, but I have uh, I have a company that I work with uh, for clothes, and uh, I have an amazing stylist who helps me to uh, look my best.
0: Helen says I was at the Madison rally for Congo. Will you be going to the Congo this off season?
1: That is still uh, very possible. Uh, it's in the works. It's tough to line up with multiple. People's schedules for an extended amount of time, but uh, we are hopeful.
0: You, are, you Somebody asked me, are, you're not going to the Olympics, are you? Uh, undecided. Really?
1: Johnny, Johnny Quinn's out there. Big Bob Slitter from North Texas. Yes, Green Bay yes. Packers,
0: former teammate. Saskatchewan, right? Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Former, uh,
1: yeah former former Rough Rider and roommate of Graham Harrell, actually. A little fun fact for you there.
0: But, yes. uh, but,
1: yeah, really happy for Johnny and excited. So you're
0: thinking about going?
1: 50. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think about a lot of things.
0: Okay. Uh, Mike wonders, who is. do you know yet who your partner is for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and is Crabtree going to be your caddy? Uh,
1: Crabtree is not going to be my caddy. I don't know if he can lift anything with that bicep he's got, and he's probably got some uh, some uh, concerts to hit up. Hinder, uh, he said he's going to Queen of the Stone Age, but I, I think it's probably uh, a front for maybe a Nickelback or a Hinder concert. But I'm going to be playing with Jerry Kelly. Uh, Wisconsin Pro had a real nice year last year, and him and I have become buddies the last few years, so that will be fun. not sure who our other two... In the group are going to be it's another pro and another uh, amateur, so but that'll be fun.
0: Uh, Josh asks, is there any chance of you hosting Saturday Night Live this off season?
1: I think at this point it's not very likely, but that is something that is uh, is on the bucket list, and uh, I hope I get the opportunity at some point.
0: Well, funny that you should mention your bucket list. Brett asks, as a Kansas alum and Packers fan. Can you tell us about your trip to Allen Fieldhouse? And then my follow-up was going to be, I believe you said in an interview that it was on your bucket list. So what else do you have on that bucket list?
1: Uh, I'm not going to get into my entire bucket list, but I will say that going to Allen Fieldhouse was on there for sure. And I got to meet Bill Self a few years back, and uh, I was really uh, enjoyed our conversation. Uh, he's, uh, he's a smart guy, and, and he's obviously done some incredible things uh, at his various status uh, as head basketball coach. But uh, I got to see practice on Friday, and that was really impressive. Uh, I will say that Joel indeed is the best basketball player I've seen in a while. Uh, most talented uh, guy other than maybe Paul George and Blake Griffin, when right? I watched the separate uh, Pacer game. Uh, it was really impressive. So gotta give uh, gotta give those guys a lot of props. I appreciate the hospitality from uh, everybody at KU and uh, Wiggins has been playing really good since then. Big uh black fan. I was telling him that he needs to uh, that he might be in the wrong sport. Uh, he needs to come play defense and then for us uh, or tight end. Uh and he's just like 6'8", 260. But, uh, but, yeah, that was fun. I mean, the atmosphere, the energy is uh, unbelievable there. And it was fun to be able to uh, spend some time out there.
0: Uh, Shane asks, what did you think of the way Richard Sherman acted after the NFC championship game?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say that I would love to have Richard Sherman on my team. He's a supremely talented player. He brings a swagger to the field uh it was you know it's emotional when you're in those moments uh after you've won a big time game and made uh, you know the play of the game his tip to his teammate for the interception uh you know he's, he's a talented guy and I think that uh, he did a, a great job in the two weeks between that moment and the Super Bowl of uh, letting people see uh the kind of person he is
0: Josh asks, what would it mean to you if Nick Collins really did come back? Obviously, he had a couple of tweets today saying that he uh, he believes he's ready to play in 2014. Uh, there's a long distance between Twitter and actually being able to play. But if somehow that happened, what would Nick Collins mean to your team?
1: That would be incredible. Nick, it's uh, unbelievable talent. I believe, personally, and I'm a little biased because we're drafting the same class and I got to see him play for a number of years, but I believe he had uh, all of Fame potential, but I doubt. I mean, the guy could cover more field, and uh, you know, the only guy I, I saw that could compare was Sean Taylor with the amount of ground that those guys can cover. And, and Thomas does it now for Seattle. There's very few guys who can cover sideline to sideline at the deep safety, and, uh, and Nick could do it. He's a great locker room guy. And uh, just a fun guy to be around. It's been great to have him at, uh, at games the last few years. But know. you know, inside he still uh, still has that itch. It's tough uh, when you're told you can't play anymore before you're ready to uh, to give that up. I don't know what his medical status is, but uh, but Nick is a is a good friend and and uh, incredible talent.
0: Final couple of questions from Ask Aaron, and then we'll let you go for your off season. Abby asks, my friends and family often get annoyed because I tend to turn everything into a competition. Considering that you are extremely competitive, do you have any advice on how to tone it down? Also, do you ever block people on Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) I like the
1: last part of that. Uh, I don't do a lot of blocking of people on Twitter unless there's some uh, extremely inappropriate or uh, threatening comments. Uh, so please prevent of those off uh, times. I'm very competitive, whether it's a game of uh, chess or a video game or uh, shooting baskets in the front yard, playing horse, uh, or, or uh, you know, maybe a game of ping pong. I, I want to win, so I, I think I'd, you know, it is healthy to, to to not be a terrible loser in the, in those situations, but uh, I think Vince Lombardi said something to the effect of uh, "Show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser." So I try and heed those words at times. Uh, and uh, it is hard to turn off the competitive juice. So uh, doesn't matter what the, what the competition is. So some people just can't handle uh, somebody who's really competitive.
0: And finally, our last group of questions, which I think illustrates just how well your fans who listen to this show know you. Uh, Marcos, the the three questions, and they're all dancing around the same subject. Marcos asks, I was at the Albany Bowl recently near Berkeley, California, throwing rocks and drinking some good sarsaparilla. I also noticed a picture of you on the Bowling Alley's Wall of Fame. Were you an Albany Bowl regular, and what is your high score? Gordon asks, does Aaron rent his bowling shoes, or does he have his own pair? And Jay asks, saw you went bowling at Lucky Strike. What's a good bowling score on a decent night? <laughs> you have to respect them for their approach to the questions, do you not? I do.
1: I, I love it. I love the approach, and... uh uh, my my favorite part I will just say My favorite part About the initial Not my favorite part But one of the Interesting parts About uh, The initial article Was That I was I, I was Said to be a good bowler And that's That was Kind of a Badge of honor For me there That, uh, that Unrelated to uh, You know The uh, The Ideas about Who uh, Who I'm dating Was uh was the fact that I am a good bowler. So I, I did really appreciate that part of the story. Uh, we, uh, the offensive line and, and myself and John Coon and a couple other guys occasionally would, uh, would go bowling for a O-line dinner on Thursday night. So I got a lot of practice during the year and, uh, felt like I was one of the more consistent bowlers, uh, uh, in the group. Uh, John Kuhn would uh, would be the one who usually would bring his own bowling ball. Everybody else would use the house balls. I don't have uh, my own bowling shoes, but uh, I would say I'm, I'm usually around 150 or 160. Uh, I have bowled as high as, uh, I believe, in the, in the 230s uh, a couple times. But uh, yeah, bowling is uh, something fun to do with uh, teammates or... Uh, Good-looking girls, and uh, I enjoy those opportunities.
0: Well, we uh, we hope you enjoy your off season, whomever you spend it with. Good luck uh, this weekend in the Pebble Beach Pro Am. I hope you hit them straight. And we will, uh, I mean, we'll talk to you during the off season, obviously when you're back for OTAs and stuff. But this show will resume the Tuesday before the season opener. We'll see. Are you? Uh, would you like to open as the uh, as the kickoff opponent for the Seahawks? You do have them on the road, they will be opening up that Thursday night at home?
1: Uh, I would think that that would be fun. It would be a tough environment, but that would be a a great test for us starting to see. But uh, I will say I do want to get this out there that I appreciate. I know you do as well, Jay. We appreciate our listeners. Uh, The questions have been amazing all year, and uh, it's fun to be able to share uh, some other parts of uh, my personality and some behind-the-scenes stuff, so I hope everybody appreciated it out there. If you uh, want to hit me up, you know where to find me on Twitter, and uh, look forward to uh, doing this again next year.
0: Thanks for everything, Aaron. We appreciate it. Have a great uh, offseason, and we'll talk to you in the fall. Hi. Right. That is Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback. This has been the final edition for this season of the Aaron Rodgers Show.